Hey, Captain Schmitz. <laughs> Crown control to Major Tom, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. What how's a that, week. How's that gin going? Oh, there's not enough gin in the world after this week, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I concur, number one. I concur. And we got a big game tomorrow where the Seattle Seahawks visit the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo with no fans, by the way. And uh, your your governor over there, Governor Cuomo, you know, of course, he said there's probably not going to be any fans for the season. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, I saw that. And uh, he said, it's too risky. It's too risky. It's too risky. <laughs> <laughs> well, move them to another goddamn state where they can play in front of some fans. That's what I think <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Bills uh, staying in Buffalo wasn't a great idea <laughs> if they can't even play in front of some fans. And if you want to talk about risky, how about going through a table <laughs> when you're completely pissed drunk? Now, that's risky. That's what the Bills Mafia does every game. Come on. Well, you know what? I am going to get political here, unlike Johnny Carson, and Andrew Cuomo is a jackass. So I go on record saying yep. that. I don't care. There should be some semblance of fans. And you know what? If they actually wanted to take the time to be smart about it instead of trying to look pretty in a suit, they could figure out a way to segregate uh, clusters of, of fans that sign up for tickets. They know who's coming in. They're from the same party, no different than a restaurant. Same party. They sit in the same section, and you separate the sections. There's absolutely no good reason why you can't have fans. Well, safer, especially when... And it's safer than being inside a restaurant, technically. Yeah, you got 80,000 people, okay, out, outside. So you do, I don't know, 20,000. You're telling me you can't spread out 20,000? Exactly. They're lazy. And you're outside. And, again, you're outside. If you see these idiots running around in a mask outside, you don't need a mask while you're outside. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, they're going to wear it anyway. They did down in Florida for the Dolphins. I mean, it was pretty obvious what they were doing down there. They allowed fans, but they were wearing masks. They They were clustered in. And this idea that New York's going to spin out of control because suddenly you let uh, structured clusters of fans to sit within the stadium and maybe do six to 7,000 worth. There's a bunch of malarkey that you can't do that. It's, it's lazy. It's, uh, it's pathetic. And it's another reason why I can't wait to get the hell out of the state, but that's neither here nor there. We got a game tomorrow. So uh, do the bills. Milano is out. He's on IR. Matt Milano has been put Ooh, on injured reserve as of tonight. That is news to me. That is not good. It's not good. He is their number one gang tackling linebacker. And, uh, you know, you're going up against Russell Wilson, who can pretty much do whatever the hell he wants on the field. He's a field general. He's been in the league since, what, 2012, <laughs> 2011? I salute you. <laughs> he, he's, oh, he's, my God. He's done. Or they're done. The, the Bills' defense—they're going to have a tough day at the office. Hey, uh, Tremont Edwards got pulled out last game. How's he doing? Is he out for the game too? No, he's in. He's in. Okay. Yeah, he's he's in. The, the guy, the key guys that are out: Mitch Morris with the concussion, uh, their center on the O line, and uh, but they got Feliciano back, so that's great from last week. And then Milano is out. There's a third guy out. And I can't remember him, and he can't be that important if I can't remember him. God bless you, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeez sorry. Louise. So, okay, the, so 
you got the Seattle offense, which is firing all on all cylinders with Metcalf and Lockett. Uh, running back, that Carson guy is not really that impressive. He's okay. But what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think it's going to be a competitive game, but I don't know, man. I don't know if the Bills can – if the same Bills that have showed up the last couple weeks show up, they're not going to win the game. Well, if the offense actually decides to show up like they did the first four weeks, they're at least playing against a defense that is ripe for the pickings. So – Seattle's defense is not formidable. They give up a lot of points. Um, dude, even even New England. New England almost won that game the second week of the season against Seattle because their defense was so pathetic. So if Cam Newton in New England's offense can put up, I think they put up close to 30 points in week two, almost winning that game against Seattle. Josh Allen and the Bills offense with Beasley – with Diggs, uh, with John Oh, I think John Brown might be out again tomorrow. So, that being said, but, you know, New England. Yeah, when off- you got Beasley, when you got when you got a, a you know your Pro Bowler and Diggs, okay, and then you know what, Cole Beasley is like a very underrated player. The guy can the guy can flat out play. If they can get the ball going, that's fine. And that running game, your buddy Zach Moss, you called it. No, he's good. You know what? That's the other thing. Why not pick up where you left off last week? If run you're Brian, run the freaking ball, run it down their throat, ground and pound. You finally got Zach Moss going. He came back from his injury, and last week was his sort of coming out party. Keep feeding him the ball. You're going against a defense that's not that good. Take the pressure off your quarterback. But here's the deal to dovetail this. If the Bills' offense does not get themselves into a shootout with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks' offense, then, yeah, Seahawks are going to cruise. They're going to win. The, like, the Bills' offense has to uh, be, uh, you know, essentially they have to out, outdo themselves tomorrow compared to what we've seen earlier this year. If they don't, Bills are going to lose. Yeah, I don't know if they're up for it. The game is on Fox, so we'll probably have a good a – good, uh you know, announcing team, which is always good. It's at one o'clock, which I thought it would have been at least a four o'clock or at least maybe move to prime time. But prime time tomorrow, you got the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we both watched the game. Obviously, you in America and me in Canada. And uh, the Bucks did not look good in that game against the lowly Giants. So what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? Uh, they're playing the Saints again? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the Bucks caught the Saints sleep in week one, and I watched that game. Uh, and Wait, no, they did not. I digress. That's not even the right word. Digress is not the right word. Blame the six flower powers I've had. Uh, the, 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 What's a flower power? You don't want to know. But 7.5%, you don't want to know. Oh, um, okay. So, so the, like Bucks, nice beer. The, the Bucks started out like they were a revelation in that game. Brady had that first opening drive. It was like bing, bang, boom. He had a big throw down the field. I think he ran it in for a touchdown on, you know, to culminate that drive. And then the Saints cruised the rest of the way. It was, it was not a good game, an opening inaugural game for Brady and the Bucks. Now the Saints have been playing very solid ball since that point. And the Bucs, obviously, and I called it, 
I said the Giants were going to make a game of it, and boy, they did. <laughs> now you've got <laughs> the Saints are coming back to town. <laughs> oh, the Saints go marching in. <laughs> the Saints yeah. go marching in. Yeah, well, I think they're okay. probably going to win that game, man. I, I think, think the, Saints, the Saints are going to be out for blood. They're smelling blood in the water because the Bucks are sloppy. <laughs> They're sloppy. The when you're letting when you're letting Daniel Jones almost come back and win the game, the guy's so bad. That guy is so bad. He throws so many interceptions, and you let that guy almost win. Well, he's a yeah. loo- he's a loose cannon on deck. Like for two interceptions, he throws he throws that ridiculous. I think it was a fourth down play on their final drive that that somehow got caught, and you know it led to them getting the the almost tying score. They had to do the two point conversion. And I will, yeah, which was I, a penalty by the way. Which was absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely a penalty. Yeah. It's if like, you watch that clip again, that is a penalty. We both agree on it. I don't know how the hell that wasn't called. It really looked don't. like the cornerback was was pushing a shopping cart into the <laughs> yeah. receiver. It's like yeah. he wasn't going for the ball. It was lazy. And that's exactly what they say is like if the if the cornerback is not truly going for the ball and he was not that should not have been a goddamn penalty, or that should have been a penalty. Well, I'm Joe Biden tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to get out of the basement. Oh, God, start the gaff machine up then. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, in the, I'm in the basement tonight. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but it was like the, the Giants or the, <laughs> the Giants corner. It wasn't the Giants corner. They were on offense. I'm sorry. Um, the Bucks corner. <laughs> by the way, everybody, this episode of uh, the podcast <laughs> was brought to you by, what is it called? Seven Flower Beer? Oh God! And Joe Biden, <laughs> and Joe Biden, and a good thing of uh, gin from England because that's what I'm drinking. So, so he was. Yeah, he was that's how we're doing it today at this podcast. <laughs> the cornerback for the box looked like he was literally pushing a shopping cart into the Giants' wide receiver, and <laughs> still, the 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 sports pundits, if you will, that were on the telecast. Uh, still tried to rationalize it. Well, you know, no, no, that was a penalty. Should have been a penalty, and it was thrown as a penalty initially, and they still pulled it back. Jesus, sounds like something I've seen this week. But we'll we'll go on to other things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, my gosh, that's the uh, that's the you know the drinks. Okay, folks, let's just make it loud and clear. But anyways, back to the games. Yeah. Are there any other matchups tomorrow that uh, you're excited about? I don't know. I'm not. Interest? I'm not privy to any other matchups tomorrow, to be honest with you. You know, let's take a look because I'm really not too sure either. I think uh, Kansas City plays Carolina. We 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 both feel the same way about Teddy Bridgewater. He's not a starting quarterback in this in this lovely well, league. I, at one point, I thought he was, but um, is he even playing? Because he got dinged up. I thought. Last week. Oh yeah, he's playing. Um, yeah, your big him. game tomorrow is Baltimore Ravens versus Indianapolis Colts, which to me is a total snore fest. I don't really care who wins the game. I know they're considered good teams. I think, but well, I think that the uh, the reason they're giving the Colts a chance is the Colts have had a fairly decent defense all year, and maybe they figure that can slow down Mister Jackson. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Miss Jackson from uh, <laughs> from uh, Outcast. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Well, uh, but yeah, I I could see that going either way. It could be like a false alarm, you know, nothing to report here. Or Colts and Ravens could be like, oh yeah, Colts are for real. They just 
undress the pants of Lamar Jackson, hopefully not on the field. And uh, they, they... <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen, man. I think the Ravens, especially after losing the Steelers the way they did, I think they're going to come out fired up. And Lamar Jackson, he is a great quarterback, but he does not win the big game. And tomorrow's not a big game, and that's why he's going to win it. That's, okay? a, great, that's a great point. I, I'll take yeah, that. I'll yet, buy that he for has a yet dollar. To win. He has yet to win a big game. And he's a great quarterback, and he will get there because he took Peyton Manning many, many, many years to win those big games. But I think tomorrow the Ravens will easily defeat the Colts. Now, another game that I'm looking at that's kind of interesting to me is the Miami Dolphins versus the Arizona Cardinals. And I say that because our buddy Tua looked absolutely pathetic in that first game. He looked terrible. Well, when you get a special teams touchdown, a defensive return touchdown like his team did for him on behalf of him, it masks the warts that uh, Tua, you know, he there was nothing to report on his performance. It was there's nothing uh, uh, remarkable about his debut, and it was very um, underwhelming. <laughs> and he threw for 102 yards, one touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 82.3. The the footage that I saw of him of that game, I I I didn't see anything from the kid. I saw a guy that looked pretty damn lost out there. And and he can't and he's not going to be able to expect the kind of uh propping up that his defense and his special teams gave him in that first week against the Rams. No. So I I'm I, I have to believe Arizona the way they've been playing this year. Um uh I forgot their quarterback's name, but it's just that kind of night. I'm sorry. Ky- Ky- Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray, yes. <laughs> it's just that kind of night. Uh, I think Arizona's going to win. Easily. And plus, the, the other factor, too, is Miami's got to go all the way to Glendale, Arizona. So that doesn't bode well for them. It's a nighttime game, 4 o'clock. So I definitely think that the Dolphins will get their asses spanked by the Cardinals. Oh, here we go. Here might be the worst game of the week. The the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-0 Steelers versus the 2-6 Dallas Cowboys. And our buddy, Ben Kenobi, a.k.a. Ben DiNucci, was benched. <laughs> yeah. They're not playing him tomorrow. I saw that. He got benched after one friggin' week. Um, one te- the guy looked terrible. Uh, the guy that's replacing him, I think his name Garrett. Let me see if I can find that. But, uh, I mean, who are these, who are these players that... Yeah. Well, McCarthy needs to go back. The Cowboys to his, are playing. McCarthy needs to go back to his den and uh, study the game a little bit more because clearly, but you know what though, in his defense, if Dak Prescott hadn't got injured in that in the game that he got hurt in, I think they were playing. I don't even remember who they were playing. I don't remember anything tonight. Um, but <laughs> whatever you're taking, I'll take too. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. But, the guy that they're playing tomorrow is Garrett. Are you ready for this name? Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert reminds, Garrett me of, Gilbert reminds me of Gail Gilbert for the Bills yeah. uh, back in <laughs> circa 1990, 91. Uh, you know, I think if Dak hadn't gotten hurt, it would have propped up how Mc, Mc, Mike McCarthy's looking now. Like, I don't think they would have the record. I think they would have won at least one more game by now with Dak. And it's showing that Dak actually – Dak's actually in a formidable position, because advantageous because – you know, prior to him getting hurt, people were like, well, maybe he's playing himself out of a big contract because he turned down the $35 million. And now, without him, I mean, it's they look like a disaster. They're not competing. So maybe, you know, in terms of the positives for Cowboys fans, they can, they can see that 
Dak's going to be wanted back real soon. And until that happens, they're going to look, they're not going to win any games. They're done. No, because here's your players for quarterback, okay? They're going to start Garrett Gilbert. The guy that he beat out was Cooper Rush. Never heard of him. And then, of course, our buddy, rookie Ben Kenobi, a.k.a. Ben Ben DiNucci. So, (laughs) (laughs) my God, what a a guy. By the way, let me give you you an idea of who Gilbert is. Okay. (laughs) He's a 2014 sixth-round draft pick. Okay. He played for the Orlando Apollos last year. Oh of the American that failed uh, oh my AAF, God. whatever the hell it was. And then guess where he was last year? He was he was the third stringer of the Cleveland Browns. If you're the third stringer of the Cleveland Browns, you can't play, okay? <laughs> like, come on, man. The Browns are terrible. Reminds me of that quote. Why wasn't I told about this? Who's in charge? Eckhart, <laughs> sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> third stringer for the Cleveland Browns. Dude, oh my god! And he's your starting quarterback. That's an embarrassment. Jerry speak, Jones is putting on a team like that. Come on. Speaking man. speaking of the Browns, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt on sports radio this week, from Dan Patrick to Colin Cowturd. Sorry, Colin Cowturd, if you can rag on people for wearing their hats backwards, I can rag on you in general. Um, that uh, Baker Mayfield is pretty much not going to be their guy. Like they really, they're already giving up on him. The sports pundits, like he's not, he's, he's going to be a bust. What's your opinion of that? Well, the guy made enough money from his uh, TV commercials, and and probably I'm sure his rookie contract. I never was a big, I never was a big believer in him. If you look at that draft class, okay, Baker Mayfield, not that great. Sam Darnold, even worse. Josh Rosen. Missing in action. That guy's like, where? Where's Waldo? I don't know where that guy is anymore. Well, so, he's, you know, he... <laughs> he's still he's still looking for the other end of his nose. That's another. Story. Yeah. Um, Your only two quarterbacks from that draft class are Josh Allen, you know, and Lamar it, Jackson. Well, speaking of, it's funny, not Lamar, but Terry Bradshaw was actually on with Colin Cowter this week, and Terry Bradshaw was very uh, adamant that, you know, he's like, look at Josh Allen. Was like fifty something percent percentage thrower completion percentage in college, and he was comparing him to himself because Bradshaw was not a high completion percentage quarterback in college himself, and he was saying he was essentially saying like Allen, if you subtract these stats and when he's coming, he's kind of regressing a little bit. He's like still he he can play. He's going to be competitive. He can play, and. Bradshaw went on to say how he just never was a fan of Baker Mayfield, never liked him, doesn't like him in general, and and that's, <laughs> and, and that's that. Like that's that's. I just got to break in real quick. Uh oh. I don't know if you're watching the uh, Clemson Notre Dame game. Yeah. Number eighty-eight of Notre Dame just made one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Literally diving catch on his fingertips. Okay, and he kind of bounced it up and caught it. That it looked like it bounced off the ground off the first thing, but it actually bounced off his fingertips. That's well, an unbelievable play. I don't know who number eighty-eight is, but good for you, man. And Notre Dame right now is beating Clemson. Well, I'm glad we got some up-to-date breaking news because we sure as hell didn't have that before this. So uh, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, that's what I'm here for, man. Yeah, I, I got that is what I'm here for. I got an old Star Trek movie on on a Saturday <laughs> night. I got what are you some... watching? <laughs> 
Star Trek the Motion Picture. Talk about loser. I am oh a born my God. I'm, a, I'm a born loser. Star Trek the Motionless Picture. It's like Sam Cook's playing in the background on another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody. Buddy, da, but da, da, da. you do have uh, like, tell everybody about your dog. You got a great dog with you. Oh, she's the best. She's the greatest. She's uh she's a sweet pea. But you know, I don't have any any human carbon-based unit next to me. And uh, no kidding, I'm watching Star Trek The Motion Picture. Jesus Christ. Um, thank you for watching. I, 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 I never really liked that one. I got to be honest. You know that. You've tried to get me to watch it over and I, over. I I had like to, a v- I I've had like a VHS copy of that, and I didn't like it. Dude, I, I practically strapped all my friends into a chair with seatbelts and wouldn't let them go. It was like entrapping. <laughs> like, you're going to watch all first six Star Trek movies, and you're not going to leave. I want enthusiasm. <laughs> Well, two, three, four. Oh, it's terrible. Two, hang on, hang on. Two, horrible, three, dude. four, and six are good. Five is not good, and same with the. I know you like five, and then the four, the four you like them all, and God bless you. You're also a guy that uh, used to go to Star Trek conventions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the uh, the Gabriel Kerner uh, yeah. uh, Redux version. Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So no, I, like, uh, I like all Star old Star Trek. So that's my problem. And that's why I'm, I'm not watching football on Saturday night. And that's the joke's on me. So it is what well, it is. 23-23, Notre Dame and Clemson. Um, it's the third quarter right now. Again, we'll now, just keep you updated now, on that game well, for no reason well, because well, nobody listens to us anyway. So that's I, I want to ask you this right now, uh, just a little bit of a detour here. Do you use the dating apps? Do you try any of the date, the modern dating apps? No, what do you God, think of no. no. No, I do not. If you if you do not have the gumption, okay, if you don't have the gumption, <laughs> gumption. to walk up to a girl or talk to a girl in person and, and just man up right there and then, then guess what, bud? You don't deserve to get her information. And it's funny because when you go to the bar or the restaurant now, you can always tell the people that are out on dates from these apps because they, they look like they don't belong with each other at all. <laughs> you're just like, how the hell did you guys meet? It's funny. Oh, yeah. It's because you're losers and you're just using the internet. Well, it's funny you should say that because I, I, I had an opportunity today that I completely blew. Uh, there's this gal that's a, you know, she's like the, I don't know, you call her the admin for the chiropractor I go to because I got fucked up back. <laughs> I know. That's like I'm like Richard Lewis. And I've, I've seen her for like four or five months now. Dark haired gal. <laughs> beautiful even with the mask on but i saw her before the mask before the kid hit. <laughs> until she pulls down her mask and she has no teeth keep no going. no no she got her teeth she looks great look great um and, <laughs> and, I, and i walked past the window today with a breakfast sandwich and a coffee in hand and she glanced back out at me i was wearing my aquaman t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> you're really painting a, a great view of yourself for the audience right? Wearing well, well she uh, still strikes she, out with a she smiled. She gave us. So anyway, I get back to my car and there she comes. It's like this picturesque, this movie moment. She comes around the corner. I didn't know she lived like in the upper floor, right around on the same block as the, the chiropractor office is. And she comes around the corner. She, she she puts her mask down. And I remember her from before. And then I, I like I take my mask off and she sees me in the car and she, she gives me this warm smile and then I see her, she like goes into her apartment, goes up the stairs and I'm like, Oh God, I blew it. I just, I blew an opportunity. Like what you just, you just cited. I, yeah. I, Cause I, you could have said, Hey, how are you? Hey, you want to go for lunch? Hey, well, can get, I buy a beer. beer? Can I buy a beer? Can I buy you a beer? I, I have no idea if that works anymore, but, uh, you know, sometimes it does. I, sometimes it does. Completely 
completely blown opportunity on my part, and now I'm watching the first Star Trek movie on a Saturday night, and it's almost 10 o'clock. So, <laughs> What a sad, sad story that was. That is um, but it's a sad, sad year, you know, and that's why we started this podcast, to bring some joy into people's lives. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got so many listeners. Now, let's talk more about the game. Yes. Uh, the weather conditions, do you know what the, you know the weather is going to be like for tomorrow's game? Sunny skies and 70 degrees. Oh, my gosh. 70? Literally, yeah. we're going to break a record tomorrow out here uh, in the Buffalo area. It's insane, man. So who would have thought a home game in November and the weather? You wouldn't have – you would have 70s, okay, and sunny and no fans. So that's kind of really weird if you ask me. You know, to be honest with you, man, since we're talking to no fans again, it's at the point where I I don't understand why the NFL doesn't just do a bubble where, you know, they essentially move a bracket of teams to one area and they play within two different stadiums. Don't play in your own home stadiums. Don't do, do, don't do excessive travel. What's the point? Because there was an article out today that showcased just how limited the fans in the stands has been the entire year. And when you look at that and you look at how, you know, these players, like even Pittsburgh had another positive today for COVID, maybe a, a, a like a quasi bubble is what the NFL needs. And if you're not going to have fans, like if you're not going to have fans in Buffalo, then don't play there. Forget it. It's like the most uh, sacrilegious thing you can do. You're going to, you're technically playing physically in Buffalo and there's no fans. Ah, uh, no thanks. There's no point. Go somewhere else. I seriously like, just forget well, it. Well, it's it, to see the to see the stadium empty was heartbreaking. There's no other way to put it, man. We're used to seeing the fans. We're used to seeing people going through tables. You know, the time when we went there, we saw Santa Claus get beat up. I mean, it's a it's a it's not a family atmosphere, but it's a goddamn football atmosphere, and that's exactly what's missing from the season. Now, I agree with you. I think when the playoffs start. They need to quarantine off those teams, do a bubble, and, you know, maybe do it down in Florida and have some fans. Or do it in Texas. Again, have some fans. I don't care where they do it, but they need to – they may as well just – why risk the travel? Get a couple bubbles going, you know, west coast, east coast, and finish out the season that way. Because if you look at how many uh, positive cases that have been uh, cropping up in the last week alone – it's pretty evident that we know where this is going if they keep doing the things they're doing. So, oh, and speaking of which, uh, the Raiders, they got, they got, uh, they have to surrender a six round draft pick because of COVID, breaking COVID restrictions. And uh, Mark Davis, their owner, actually came out and said these, these measures are draconian. And uh, I see both sides of it. I know I know the talk was the Raiders in general, like Gruden and certain players were, were pretty cavalier about uh, being careful out in the general public. But still, the NFL making them surrender a draft pick and then also uh, monetary fines, I think it's a bit much because there's no way to really discern if at the point of contact where somebody got COVID, it was necessarily because of reckless behavior. And... I think that is, I just, I don't know. We live in interesting times. Are you still there or did you die? <laughs> yeah, it's the, be- it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. <laughs> Let it's me tell best. you something, man. Yeah, it is kind of bullshit. Six-round draft pick. I mean, 
you know, I don't like the it. owner. The owner was right. I mean, the, the, it was a little too steep because you really can't control who the hell has COVID. You know, you could go get groceries. The the cashier has COVID. You can't. What are you going to do? Blame that person? The, and, that and person's like, trying to make a living. Yeah, that, and I don't. And that's what, and that's what we get down to here, man. Is people have to still live life. <laughs> they have to get groceries. Well, okay, they, so they, they uh, can't be in, they can't be in the basement like some people the entire time. Yeah, we're you know we so, can't just all be in the basement and then you know win elections <laughs> from being in the basement the whole time. I mean, if only the world look, live worked like that, and then you got to live in a fancy mansion on top of that. But unfortunately I, for us working folks, that's not how it works. And I and I don't I don't like it. It's willy nilly. It's a crapshoot. You just don't know how any of these guys contracted it. And and also, furthermore, this is the first season dealing with this. So my take is if they go into next season and there's still not a vaccine and we're still dealing with COVID, God forbid. Um, <laughs> That's a whole other right. topic. But, 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 That's a whole other topic. Whole but, other show. But if we are still dealing with it then and it's the second season of COVID and then teams are still being reckless. Oh, fumble! <laughs> then, then do it. Wow. Then do it. Then find people then, but don't do it the first season. It's too early. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback was running. He made an amazing move. He was running into the end zone, and he got stripped, and he fumbled, and Clemson recovered. That was crazy because he was definitely going to score that touchdown. Again, sorry for the update. Don't know who number 12 is for Notre Dame, but the kid's got heart, but, man, he just got stripped hardcore. Oof, that's, that's rough for them. The game's tied up, by the way. It's a it's a great game. I would I would definitely maybe turn off the Star Trek, watch a little bit, but you know, it's your Saturday night, but not mine. Yeah, I I've got my own problems. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So in general, to get back on point, Bills playing in an empty stadium tomorrow. Uh, great weather. Not the same. Not great, the same. Great weather, but no fans doesn't count. And I would have no problems if suddenly they said, you know. The Bills have to play in some neutral stadium. Well, why not? They're not playing in front of their own fans, so why are they even playing in Buffalo? What's the point? That's not a home no, field. I, I, that's I, not I a totally home field agree. advantage. There is no home field advantage. Yeah. No, there, there's there's no home field advantage. They're pumping in artificial crowd noise. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a fucking video game. Excuse my language. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it's weird. You know, it's, hey man, we got to go through one episode with you swearing. That's just how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weird thing is, is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they've done way too good of a job with this artificial crowd noise. It's kind of it kind of weirds me out because at times it actually does sound like a crowd. So I don't know what their technology is with that, but well, it's creeping out too. Put it back, put it back in the can, and let's have some real fans back in the stadium. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Really hope uh, you know by this time next year, we're not talking about. No fans in the stands, you know, and uh, we're not talking gonna, about COVID 20. That's going to be a sad <laughs> COVID sad, 21. Well, it's going to be a sad state of affairs. And, you know, football can get away without fans because it's very presentable on TV, but sports like hockey cannot thrive without fans, man. It's yeah. not, it's not the same. You, you got to have fans in the stands. And I, 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 I really am concerned for the NHL. Um, cause it's not the type of sport that, you know, unless you're a diehard hockey fan, which I am, it doesn't lend itself to being very digestible for average fans and on TV. 
So if they don't figure out a way to get fans' asses back in the seats, some of these leagues are going to be in big-time trouble. And I'm not trying to go depressing on people, but that's reality. Let's get to reality. So, yeah, what are you going to do? What do you got to eat? Yeah, the reality is is that uh, we got to figure this out. There's, there's no other way around it. People got to go to work. People got to go to football games. People got to be able to go and people to stadiums. Have, and people have Period to date. Dot. People have to date. I'm going to take my yes. mask off when I go into Starbucks and I see another cute girl and say, hey, I'm <laughs> Phil. I'm real. This is my face. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would do that. You might get kicked out just on the basis of, you took your mask off. The How co- dare you? The COVID police. The yeah, COVID the COVID police, police will show up. The little android man will show up. It's going to be robots soon enough. They're going to show up and be like, put your mask back on. Put your mask back on. You're going to be like, listen, asshole. Well, you know what's funny? It's funny you should say that. You know what's funny? It's funny you should say that. It's like Austin Powers. Uh, when I was walking my dog tonight, you know, I saw people, they had a fire going in the back of their back of their house, and they had like four or five cars in their driveway. And I oh, thought, yeah. And I thought, I'm like, <clears throat> it's good. They can They can do this. Nobody's going to be able to police that, you know, who's there, how many people are there, even though if you've got a governor that's like, you know, limit your gatherings. But you give it five to ten years, and those goddamn drones will be able to fly over <laughs> yeah. and then do that. So I think I'm it'll be tell... sooner than that. I think it'll be sooner than that. This is the, uh, uh, you know, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll just say this is the dark episode of this podcast of what we fear and for for people like that, it's like soak it up while you can, because uh, for now there's not enough manpower to police that. And uh, well, because what's going to happen is you're going to have nosy Nancy go. Um, there's my neighbor, and they have five cars in the driveway. I think they're breaking the rules, <laughs> right? Nosy Nancy. Every every neighborhood's got them. Every street corner's got one. So nosy it's like, lady, lady, and ain't none of your goddamn business. <laughs> yeah, that's like, okay. That's but people. unfortunately, what's happening with our society is that you're you're giving people like nosy Nancy the authority <laughs> to you know break up you know people having a nice little bonfire outside, getting together with friends, which everybody needs right now. We need human contact. The idea that the world is now virtual is not something I agree with. It's um, not something I agree with, and I yeah. and I, I'm also uh, lamenting the fact that, you know, even with some theaters open again here, it's still not the same, man. You know, you got. Did 25... you did you go? Did you go to the theater yet? Yeah, I wanted to. I had every intention to. It's not because I was fearing it. Um, I just didn't get out as I wanted to during the week. And truth be told like future slates of classic movies. I'm not seeing it yet, but I, I, they're supposedly the Rocky four directors cut is supposed to hit theaters at the end of November. But since I live in a state with the governor named Andrew Cuomo, I probably won't be allowed to go and see that movie in a few weeks. So fuck him. I want to be able to watch Rocky (laughs) four. I want my Thanksgiving version of Rocky Four, the director's cut. And I don't know if I'm able to see it, but the problem is, it's still not the same because you're capping it at 25%. Everybody's got masks and that innocence is gone. And I, I'm, I, it sucks, man. It's like, th- these are things that people need to get out. They need to be able to experience things outside their house. And, I'll be uh, totally honest with you. Every, every classic movie I saw in the theater 
what like way before COVID, before there was anything such thing as these rules. Yeah, it was it was like there was a twenty five percent cap because nobody came out to those movies. Yeah, well, nobody. Yeah, so that's that's the issue. Is it's the that. theater is the theater chains were already facing, you know, really poor attendance numbers because unfortunately everybody's downloading stuff, which I've never done because I support the arts and I support theaters. And if I can go see a classic movie uh, in the theater, which is the way and all, you know, the way it was meant to be seen, I'm going to see it much like how I saw the original alien with you in Salt Lake city, Utah. That was an experience. Didn't even see the trailer. Didn't even see anything else, but I watched the movie and it was amazing to see the movie, how it was supposed to be played. Oh, and by the way, we got to enjoy our popcorn and our beverage because you know, it wasn't the dark ages. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, it is very spotty. It was very spotty attendance anytime I'd see a classic movie before COVID. And that's sad. But, you know, when you can walk into Costco, this is not an advertisement for Costco, but when you can walk into a store like that and they've got like a 65 inch TV on sale for like four ninety nine, <laughs> that also precipitates people having another excuse to not get their asses out. And in public at a theater. And then COVID, COVID is like the pillow smothering and suffocating someone. That That's like the icing on the cake to where it's dead. So it, it's a shame. Only the true film purists know the importance and the greatness of going and seeing classic movies or movies, new movies in general in the theater. Just like going to a ball game, just like going to the football stadium, which we can't do. It is a shame, and I feel for the younger kids that are stuck in this right now that haven't had enough years to really enjoy things the way they're they meant to be. I, I totally agree, and I'm talking about even people in their you know early 20s who, you know, yeah. right now they're going to school online, and, and, and I do have friends that age that go to university, and, they, and their fear is, is that am I going to have my whole university online? Like, that's not the experience that I want, and that's not the experience they should have. So... Yeah, no, we gotta get not. we gotta get this figured out, um, and everybody needs to get back to living and getting outside and and you know having fun because that's that's what we're supposed to be doing here <laughs> here on Earth. Well, on that note, I'm gonna have a mozzarella stick. And, uh, oh, I thought know. about getting those tonight. God bless you. Yeah, they're they're good. It's better than you know having like a plate of nachos at ten o'clock, which would not be a good idea for the old heartburn. Might have you're to pop have... some cups at cups at AC to the rescue. One... Wait, wait, you're gonna have one mozzarella stick? I'm probably gonna have some nachos uh, with oh, a mozzarella okay. stick. Oh, just one one mozzarella stick. Yeah, just one. Um, Why wouldn't you cook like five or six? Why don't you live a little? I might do that. You know, pop the Pepsi at AC and <laughs> don't even. I've seen the commercial. I know how it works. You can basically eat whatever you want for the rest of the night. You could have nachos, beer, sorry, more beer. <laughs> you could have that. mozzarella stick. You know, you get chicken wings, pizza. You could order Chinese food. You can order uh, anything that you wanted. So pop a Pepsi AC, pop another one if you want to, and drink about a six-pack beer, <laughs> a big pie, a big pizza pie, and about 12 chicken wings. And then while you're I'll at be- it, have a mozzarella stick. Yeehaw! Okay? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, if you told me we would come to Iowa and we would finish third, I'd tell you you're crazy. I'll tell you what. We're going to go to South Carolina. We're going to go to Virginia. We're going to go to Oregon. We're going to go to North Carolina. We're going to go to Virginia. We're going to Washington, D.C. and take my other white house. Yeah! <laughs> 
the original cowboy Howard Dean. Oh, Love that guy. God. And on that uh, note, I wish uh, you a good night, my friend. All right. God bless and Godspeed. We'll, we'll talk God to you soon. God bless. Godspeed. Talk to you soon. See you at the plant, McFly.